Today on Locked On A's, we are going over the five players that were added to the 40-man roster, some notable names that were left off, and where the A's 40-man roster stands currently. So let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 390 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are going over, we're doing some some housekeeping. We are catching you guys up with the players that are now on the A's 40-man roster, some guys that are were left uh, vulnerable for the Rule 5 draft, what that all means. And uh, then we're moving on and just talking about the roster as a whole, some holes that the A's need to fill, and, uh, you know, how they may go about filling those holes. So that is what we got coming up for you guys today. Uh, But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thank you to everybody who's been subscribing lately. We are up to 331 subscribers last I saw. We're making headway. Let's get it up to 1,000, you guys. Up to 1,000. That's what I want to see. 1,000. Hit subscribe down below uh, if you're on YouTube. Or, you know, if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube. Hit subscribe. And then uh, leave a comment if you would like. That'd be great. Uh, we're also on any platform that you liked for uh, for podcasts and all that stuff. And uh, if you like following us on social media, we're available over there as well at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's get into today's episode. Before Bob Melvin left for San Diego, I was talking about the intrigue surrounding the A's 40-man roster decisions. And on Friday, that deadline passed and the A's added five players to the roster. The most notable for A's fans has to be Nick Allen. Uh, everybody wanted him to be playing shortstop all season because apparently nobody likes watching Elvis Andres play. I love Elvis Andres. I have a soft spot for him, but Nick Allen is definitely going to be a defensive upgrade. I will say that. Uh, so he is going to be playing Oakland or playing shortstop in Oakland before very long. And Allen is the third-ranked prospect in the A's system behind Tyler Soderstrom and the new Max Muncy. And uh, his hit tool has been progressing nicely. That is basically what's been keeping him from moving up the ladder. And he made it to AAA uh, in the second half of the 2021 season. He's been doing okay. He started the season in AA, where he played 50 games, hit 319 with a 374 on base before playing for Team USA in the Olympics and getting called up to AAA Vegas. And in Vegas, he hit 243 with a 302 on base in 39 games. The on base is kind of mad, but you know, 39 games, your first stint in the, in AAA. Hey, why not? Uh, I think that. What's encouraging here is his walk rate stayed steady and his strikeout rate actually went down between Midland to, to Las Vegas. And so if you're looking for, hey, can he do it? I think he can. That 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 right there led me to believe in a small sample size that he has the tools. Uh, so his approach is there. I think he will be successful when he whenever he does get the call to Oakland. Could be to start the season. We'll see what happens this offseason. But 
Uh, he's definitely in the A's plans moving forward uh, at, at some point in 2022. Uh, it's likely just a matter of getting some reps in either during spring, tra spring training or getting more reps in in Vegas before we actually see him make his major league debut. Um, moving on, though, another player that could be in the mix for opening day that was added to the roster is Cody Thomas, the A's number 19 prospect, who they acquired in the Sheldon Noisy deal with the Dodgers this off this last offseason. Um, not a lot was made of Cody Thomas, except for when he was hitting bombs, and he hit a lot of bombs. Uh, he also hit 289 with a 360 on base and 18 home runs, 20 doubles, four triples, and uh, that those are those are really, really good numbers. 42 of his 63 hits in AAA went for extra bases. Granted. Playing in Vegas has a little bit to do with that. I, I will say it, it has, but that, that means that he has a very nice swing. He's hitting lots of line drives. They're carrying. Those are the home runs. But he has a nice line drive swing gap to gap, I'm assuming. Uh, I like it. So the numbers give you a good idea of what he can do at the plate. Four triples means he's got a little bit. He's got some wheels as well. Maybe not like super wheels, but enough wheels enough wheels. <laughs> he also put up all of those stats in 59 games, which makes everything that he did even more impressive. Cody Thomas, I'd say right now, inside track to get at least a fourth outfield spot in the Oakland A's opening day roster. Um, I, I want to see what he can do. And if they're trading guys away, why the heck not? What's it going to matter? He's already 27. Um, and with Ramon Laureano suspended for the first month of the season and Steven Biscotti and Seth Brown currently, as of right now, looking like a platoon situation because Biscotti can hit lefties, Brown can hit righties. It feels like, hey, platoon those guys, that makes sense. But maybe they want to see what Seth Brown can do on more of an dated or on an everyday basis, on a day to day basis. Um, maybe maybe, uh, maybe they go, you know, those three guys, Cody Thomas, Steven Biscotti, Seth Brown. Your Oakland A's opening day outfield. That would be that would be fun. Um, there's also Sky Bolt. He's around. Uh, he's a he's a person. So maybe that happens too. But I think that Cody Thomas has a good shot of making the opening day roster with a good spring. He he probably has to perform fairly well. Not like great, but you know, not fall off an entire cliff. Um, but with the the way the roster is currently constructed. He has a good shot. Uh, next up, friend of the pod, Jonah Bride, was added to the A's 40-man roster after a strong season and a solid showing in the Arizona Fall League. In 78 games with the Rockhounds, Bride hit 265 with a 407 on base and floated around the infield at first, second, and third with Nick Allen, Logan Davidson, and Jeremy Ironman also on the club. All three of those guys are shortstops, and they were like, yeah, hey, let's just figure out where we can play everybody. And Jonah Bride got to play uh, the other spot. So that's that's how that basically worked. And in a very recent development, uh, I learned that he also caught three games in Arizona during the Arizona Fall League, and uh, he allowed five stolen bases. So was that a was that enough of a deterrent to not let the A's play him behind the plate, or is he going to keep doing that? Uh, I'm intrigued because it would get him a spot, and maybe that's how he made the A's roster. Maybe he's now a catcher. Maybe they have three catchers on the 40-man. I don't know. His bat seems like it can play, but uh, I'm very intrigued to see if this experiment, or uh, as I'm calling it, the reverse Josh Donaldson, because he's going from the infield 
two catcher, uh, the reverse Josh Donaldson, uh, has legs next season. And if it continues, and if he just continues to catch games in the minor leagues, and uh, if he is going to keep doing this, how does that work? Uh, if he does convert to catcher, will, will we see him start down in the organizational ladder, maybe in Lansing or even Stockton? Because he can hit double A. So are you going to be stunting his growth as a hitter because he can already hit double A pitching if you're sending him down a couple of rungs so he can learn how to catch? Uh, also, does learning a new position stunt some of his development as well? So uh, I'm very, very intrigued as to what happens with Jonah Bride moving forward uh, for those reasons there. Uh, our last two guys that we have that were added to the Ace 40-man roster were Jordan Diaz, who has great bat-to-ball skills and is more of a gap-to-gap hitter than a power guy. And he is also ranked the number uh, 11 prospect in the A system. Diaz hit 288 with a 337 on base and 13 homers and 24 doubles in high Lansing in 2021 and recently turned just 21 years old. So there is a lot of development that could happen. Um, and I think that he's somebody to get excited about. The final addition uh, on this list is a 22-year-old righty named Jorge Juan, who touches 99, but consistently sits 92 to 97. He's also six foot eight, which is wild. I love it. I love tall pitchers that throw hard. Um, Randy Johnson, I guess. I, I grew up during that era. Uh, so I could see the long stride that he, I assume, has being so friggin' tall. Uh, Making the ball seem, because he has such a long stride, I could see uh, the distance between when he releases it and the plate being shorter. So it seems like he's throwing even harder than the 92 to 97 where he sits, or even if he's touching 99 in shorter in shorter outings, uh, I could see that looking a lot faster. So you can see why the A's may have wanted to hold on to the six foot eight guy that throws hard. Um, according to pipeline control and the development of his changeup, uh, which he throws too hard to be a true off-speed pitch, uh, will be the developments for Jorge Juan moving forward. His changeup will come in at 90 miles per hour, and uh, depending on how hard his heater is coming, the difference just is not enough to fool hitters. If he's throwing his changeup 90 miles an hour, and he's sitting 92 to like 95 on a given day, not enough. You gotta have at least 8 or 9 miles per hour, if not 10, 11, 12, 15, 70... You got to have a lot more of a difference to be a true off-speed pitch and be effective if you don't have a smattering of offerings. Um, his curveball is his true secondary pitch. So for now, he's a two-pitch guy, maybe two and a half. Uh, and the addition of a consistent and effective changeup would take him to the next level. So the A's are going <laughs> to take this guy who's six foot eight, throws hard, and... Uh, He's only 22 years old. They're going to see what they can get out of him. So he's on the 8th 40-man roster now. Coming up, I am talking about a few guys that didn't make the cut. But first, it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all of the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That is all caps, one word, Locked On. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, 
Even your favorite Vegas casino games do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that's because Bet Online is stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. I love that. Uh, stuffed. Anyways, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. Love that. They should highlight that in the ad copy. No annual contract. That is the best part of any ad copy. No annual contract. Love it. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're also on YouTube, so go subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, one more time, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson free and available all platforms. Love it. So the reason that the 40-man uh, roster deadline is so big for teams and players is because it can leave some pretty talented players available in the Rule 5 draft if they aren't on a team's 40-man roster. So that is why we are talking about this, because the A's could lose some guys that they did not choose to protect, and that is who we are going to be talking about in this segment. The big name that is going to draw attention among A's fans is former first-rounder and number 6 overall pick in 2017, Austin Beck, who was left off of the A's 40-man roster. Now he is available for teams to choose. He's probably going to be, if he gets selected, it would probably be in the minor league portion of the draft. And people that cover the Rule 5 draft are fuzzy on how the minor league portion works. But it's it's weird. Um, he could be placed on the AA roster, and then he'd have to make it to AAA, and then he'd have to stay on the it's weird and convoluted. I'm not getting into it. If it gets picked, we'll see what happens. But that is uh, that is how that goes. He is not listed on the A's top 30 prospects on MLB Pipeline. So you can't really say that this move was surprising. His stock has fallen year after year since he made his pro debut. Uh, I said a few weeks ago that the Arizona Fall League is meant to be a showcase. Some guys are there for extra work after missing some time. Uh, we saw that with Jeff Criswell, who missed a lot of the 2021 season. Then he got to pitch a little bit in Arizona. Uh, you know, get, get up to speed a little bit before he heads into the offseason. Uh, some are trying a new position, like Jonah Bride was uh, for three games at catcher. And some guys, like Austin Beck, are being showcased in the hope that their team, or the A's in this case, can swing a deal with a team that's not the A's, uh, another club, uh, ahead of the Rule 5 draft so they can get 
some sort of compensate compensation for these players that they are likely going to be leaving off of their 40-man roster. I could still see a deal potentially being made ahead of the Rule 5 draft because Beck seems like a great change of scene, uh, change of scenery candidate uh, in, in my estimation. His numbers have been dropping in each of the last three seasons, and another team could see this as an opportunity to do some work with their own coaching staff. He wouldn't have to be on the Major League roster. I don't think that he would be on the Ace AAA roster. That would be silly. Um, so... I could see him being a minor league draftee if he is taken, and I don't think that another team would take him if he has to be on their major league roster, so maybe he gets taken. It Unclear, because I'm unclear on the minor league portion of the draft, and if anybody has any expertise on that, please come on the show and... Uh, I'm, I'll be entertained, but you might bore other people, but entertain me, because I, I would love to know, but... Information on this draft is few and far between. Uh, so anyways, I, I think that uh, if he's available in the minor league portion, uh, I could see that working out for a team that would be interested in acquiring his services. Um, he, he was a number six overall pick. He's got talent. He's been a top prospect. He just hasn't been doing it. And it might just be, it might be an attitude thing. Maybe it's just, hey, uh, he, he got comfortable and he's like, ah, I should be moving up. I'm not moving up. Why am I not moving up? Maybe it's that. I don't know. I don't know Austin Beck. And so that's just pure speculation. I'm not trying to start rumors, but that would be, I guess, I don't know. Um, it, it's something. And I think that it would, he would probably benefit from being in another organization at this point. But next up, we got Jeremy Ironman, the A's number 27 prospect. Ironman is a natural shortstop and a defense first shortstop at that. But Nick Allen is also in the system that is ranked number third in the A system. So Ironman spent 2021 playing mostly second or third base. And uh, he hit 247 with a 335 on base. But he also struck out in 36% of his plate appearances, which is a bit high. Um, a team could take a flyer on him given his defensive ability. But probably not if he has to stay at the major league level the entirety of the 2022 campaign. So uh, I think that he'd probably be safe and he's probably going to be on the AAA roster for 2022. So it would probably be a team having to make him a a, a part of their 26-man roster. And that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But hey, maybe a team like the Orioles is like, hey, maybe we can work on his... His offense will play in our park and he's got defensive ability. Maybe we can make that work. So... We'll see with Jeremy Ironman. I have a feeling that the next guy will be sticking in the A system as well, and that is 20-year-old Junior Perez, whom the A's acquired as the player to be named later in the Jorge Mateo deal. Uh, you, you may remember that from last offseason. If you don't, Perez is the A's number 15 prospect and has some good tools, but he also has a lot of swing and miss in his game and currently profiles as a left fielder because he has like an, an average arm, maybe slightly above average, but... Uh, his tools aren't like screaming at you right now. So uh, are you going to be using a, a roster spot for a left fielder who is striking out a whole bunch and is probably going to be a project? Probably not. So the talent is there, but is probably still a year or two away from being legitimately realized. So I think that teams stay away given the nature of this draft. And I think that he'll be safe with the A's for this offseason. We'll see how he does in 2022 and if they have to add him to their 40-man roster uh, after a solid campaign. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, next up on the list, we got Brady Feigl, 
who is the last of the A's top 30 prospects to be left off of the 40-man roster. Feigl ranks number 24 on the A's pipe, uh, pipeline list and has four pretty solid pitches at his disposal, but none of them are necessarily plus pitches. They're all like 45, 50 grade. Uh, his fastball has a high spin rate, which some teams might be interested in, but it sits in the low to mid 90s, so he's not really a hard thrower. Uh, he also relies on a deceptive delivery to get the job done. So it, maybe a team takes a flyer on him, but again, he would have to be on the team's major league roster because he was in uh, he was with uh, Las Vegas for the A's for 20 innings. Um, and they didn't go great. So the A's are probably figuring that they can sneak him through the Rule 5 draft and hold on to him since he would have to be on the club on another club's major league roster for the 2022 season. That's my guess. Um, outside of the top prospects, a couple of names that stand out to A's fans that were left off of the A's 40-man roster would be Lazaro Armenteros. I've talked about him a few times, and if you know Lazaro Armenteros, you know that he strikes out a whole bunch. Uh, he had a very, very... Hot start in Stockton, in low A Stockton, uh, in 2021. Uh, he was still striking out a bunch, but he was getting a lot of batted ball luck. So he got called up to Lansing, which is basically the level that he was at previously. And he struggled some more. So um, he's probably going to be safe. But there is another guy who might not be safe. If, if I was another executive, I would definitely take a flyer on this guy, especially if I was like the Pirates or the a team that is not expected to be great. I would take a shot on Buddy Reed because who doesn't love Buddy Reed? He put on a show in spring training and I feel like everybody in A's fandom is pulling for him. He's out there, you know, snagging balls that are going over the uh, over the wall. Uh, he's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases. He's electric. I love watching Buddy Reed play baseball. And he has the, that potential that clubs look for in the Rule 5 draft. Whether or not he's drafted will likely depend on how teams evaluate uh, the hold that he has. Because his hit tool is still kind of like, okay. He's hitting like 225. Uh, he's not great with the bat. But boy, if he, if he gets hot... He is fascinating, and uh, if a team could figure him out, he's he's got the tools to be a really solid baseball player. Um, and so it, it's going to be a matter of uh, how how teams evaluate him and his tools, and how they how much effort it would take to fix those holes, and how much time they would need if he's going to be taking up a spot on their twenty six man roster in the big leagues, um, and whether or not they're fixable whether or not they could fix them in the short amount of time and whether or not they'd have enough playing time for him to be worth the pick. So uh, that's what it comes down to for Buddy Reed. I think hopefully nobody takes him and uh, the A's get another year with him where he can stay healthy and, you know, make these strides that we all see that he's capable of. So that's the hope. A guy that A's fans are probably a little bit less familiar with but is pretty solid is Max Schumann, who is still fairly young. I think he's 24, 25, somewhere in there. And uh, I... He was good. He he just went through the A's system in 2021. Uh, he had a solid he had a solid season between Lansing and Midland and Vegas. Uh, he hit 271 with a 372 on base and stole 52 bases. That's a lot of bases. Um, most he played eight games in Vegas, so most of these stats are between Lansing and Midland. He's if he is still with the A's, he'll probably start in Vegas. Because, uh, hey, why not? He's got some tools. He may be able to stick around because he's not quite big league ready, I would assume. But a team that wants to take a chance can dream on his base stealing ability. That said, uh, the A's may be banking on teams not necessarily being sure how good his his steal 
tool is uh, because there was a new rule instituted in high A this year where pitchers had to step off of the rubber before throwing to the base. And you can kind of see that in his stolen base totals where uh, he stole 34 bases in high A, Lansing, 17 in Midland, and one in eight games with Vegas. So maybe they're not sure that they can bank on that one skill and they don't want to take a risk on the other skills necessarily translating to big league ball just yet. So maybe they just can keep him, hopefully, because uh, I would like to keep Max Schumann around. He seems like a good time. Uh, coming up, I'm going over where the A's current big league roster stands. So stay locked in with Locked on A's. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. Uh, follow us on social media, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the big question this offseason is what are the A's going to do with their roster? Are they trading guys away? Who are they going to add? How are they? Like, what, what level of talent are they going to be going after? Um, there's a lot of stuff that is at play here. And also, uh, hey, where are they going to be playing baseball in like five years? Questions that you you, you probably want answers to. Um, they have a ton of free agents. And as you'll see here in just a second, uh, a lot of space on their 40-man roster, which means a lot of holes that need to be filled just to field a team. Like, a fairly competitive, not like a, a competitive team, but just like a team. Because um, they got a bunch of guys. Like Grant Holmes, solid guy. Solid prospect. Uh, is he a bullpen piece for the A's, or is he like a depth option? For He's out of options, so he's either going to be in Oakland or traded or on waivers. It's one of those three things, so we'll see. Uh, currently, the A's have 18 pitchers on their 40-man roster. They're going to need a few more there just for you know depth purposes. Uh, probably see it at like at least 20, if not 23 is probably my guess by the time the, uh, the offseason comes to a, a close here. They have two catchers, uh, unless... They're counting Jonah Bryant as a third catcher. I don't think they are just yet, so probably need one more of those, and those are basically Sean Murphy and uh, Austin Allen are their two catchers right now, so uh, that would be two guys in the majors, and then, hey, we'll figure it out in the minors. Uh, there are six players listed as outfielders and eight listed as infielders. Chad Pender is one of those guys. He's listed in the outfield. He can play both. Uh, you got Tony Kemp listed as an infielder. He can play both. So they got some flexibility where, when it comes to that. Uh, but that brings the A's roster to a total of 34. Um, it, if you count just without reading the names, it, 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 there's actually 35 guys there. But Mitch Borland is a free agent, even though he is listed on the A's roster. So it's 34. There, there you go. So they got six spots open that they need to fill just to have a, a full 40-man roster before the season starts. And obviously, there's many, many months and probably a lockout that will happen in between now and spring training. But, you know, there you go. So what does this all mean? Uh, to me, that insinuates that they are probably going to be looking at another Wolf 5 draftee uh, at, at least, if not two, maybe hopefully not three, because three is usually not great. Um, unless they're just like, hey, we're going to take three hard-throwing uh, guys that are going to be in the bullpen. One of them will pan out, and then that'll be great, right? So probably look to make some ads uh, like they did with Brent Honeywell as well. Uh, th th those are intriguing additions to me. I, I want guys that and they made another acquisition, which actually uh, uh, on Tuesday, they, they added uh, a couple of minor league signings. Uh, one of them was a former second round pick. 
who had struggled with the Rockies, and that is Ryan Castellani. I'm going to be talking about him and the other signings uh, on a little bit later this week. But interesting guys. They, he's got some interesting things. And is, is taking him out of Colorado good enough? Hey, it might be. Let's see what his underlying stats say. So that's coming up for you guys a little bit later in the week. But uh, according to Baseball America, the A signed Castellani, Dermis Garcia, who is a third baseman, and also re signed Trey Supak. Uh, so again, talking about them a little bit later in the week. They could also look to acquire guys that were left off of 40-man rosters ahead of the Rule 5 draft. So guys that, you know, we just mentioned in the previous segment, but on other teams where um, maybe they see a, a buddy read on another team. And they're like, hey, I want to go after that guy. Probably not going to go after uh, position players that probably be pitchers, I, I would assume. But um, maybe they go after somebody like that because they don't believe that that player will fall to them in the Rule 5 draft. So the other team would get some sort of compensation, and then the A's get a, get a player that they're excited about. So that would could be how that works. Or, or they could potentially look to strike uh, right before the CBA expires. Uh, it ex Basically, the lockout would start on December 2nd, but it, the... Actual piece of paper just expires at midnight, I believe, on December 1st. So that, that clock change thing. So right around then is when you're going to see things start to go to a crawl uh, or, you know, not exist. And so the non-tender date was moved up to November 30th. So that means basically that if a player is arbitration eligible and a team is looking to shed some payroll or feels like a player isn't worth the investment of you know, their arbitration contract, they can not offer them a contract, non-tender them, and uh, that basically just makes them a free agent. So uh, guys like Eddie Rosario was uh, non-tendered last offseason, and he went on to do, uh, he went he was fine in the playoffs, I guess, for the Braves after he got traded. Um, they, they can go after somebody like that. Uh, that would also entail the A's spending money. So I'm not banking on it happening, but there it, it's a possibility under the right circumstance where a guy is going to be owed like 2 or $3 million, and they're like, no, we don't think you're going to be good at all. You're done. And the A's are like, hey, we like you. So maybe that's what happens. I don't know. But anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Lockdown A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked on MLB your second lesson. Locked on MLB is available and free on all platforms. But until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.